Welcome to the Stoutcast podcast. Your beer guzzling connoisseurs, Bob Moffitt with Jorge Oseguera and Joey Gonzalez. We are here with Peter Hoey, who is the brewmaster and the uh, co-founder. Uh, so we're going to be trying four different stouts that are not yours, and we're going to be trying one that is yours. Tell me about the one that's yours. And it's not ready to come out of this area over here for quite some time. Yeah, so we haven't released a stout to the public yet, but we've been brewing quite a bit. And so what I've pulled for you is the stainless steel version of our bourbon barrel aged stout. So you have the beer prior to going into our 12 year old uh, Evan Williams barrels. Uh, so this is essentially the base beer for a beer that will emerge uh, 12 to 18 months from now. Okay, so uh, in anticipation of that, we brought our own. When we brought a, a zero gravity extra stout, uh, it's 5.9% alcohol by volume. It promises a dry Irishness. Um, what uh, we uh, just, we're trying to figure out what color this is? Crayola color? We'll say Crayola, Bob. Which which one? Orange, oh yeah, orange, red, uh, red, orange. Yeah, uh, red, orange. Red, orange. That's my choice. Yours? Yeah, I'm going with blood orange. Blood orange. I don't remember the blood anywhere. I don't remember violence in my crayons. I had a different set of crayons than you. Apparently. And you? I remember brick red from the crayon box. That's what it reminds me of. All right. So black iris, aromas of chocolate and coffee, followed by rich flavors of roasted barley and a dry finish. So please, sir, sample your first. It's um, it's a little sweet. It's got a, you can taste the hops at the end, but it's not awful. Hops are not my friend. I don't. I, I believe. Um, um, but I'm not getting a lot of the flavors that they're promising. Uh, Jorge, you? Yeah, I thought it was a little lighter on the chocolate than what I was expecting. Um, uh, I got a, lot, a little bit of the barley flavor in there. It's a nice light stout. Peter? Yeah, it's definitely lighter. Uh, I like it. The uh, it has this really light coffee flavor, like a low acid coffee or cold brew coffee, uh, but a very uh, delicate stout. You know what's funny is when I said Peter, my voice cracked, just like in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Joey? Well, I'd say uh, I'd go with flat. It's a little, like, kind of flat. Just uh, uh, definitely light, not a lot of, like, volume, not a lot of punch, just, just something that's just flat, looking for more something more flavorful. Okay, but for a summer evening of 100-degree uh, temperatures? Well... I'd say that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see drinking something like this, you know, uh, you know, during a hot, hot summer day, a hot summer night, you know. Um, I like something a little bit more bodied, but myself, but no, I, I, I can see this as being something refreshing. Oh. All right, so based on, we've, we've taken several sips of it, each one of us, uh, any changes through the profile or is it the same from beginning to end? And I guess on the scale, Excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, wouldn't serve it to the cat. If I was looking for a light stout, I, I would characterize this as good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's I think it's very good. I like the finish. It's not astringent or acidic. It has just a real nice clean uh, finish that just wraps up when you're done drinking it. So I'd say very good. It almost has a little fruitiness to it, does it not? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and that would be typical of if they're using the English ale yeast for it. Uh, it would add some kind of fruity esters to the uh, to the profile. How about that? And you? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, not sure. I, uh, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't give it to. I could serve it. I could serve it to. You wouldn't waste it on the cat. I wouldn't waste it on the cat. Yes, I was gonna say I wouldn't give it to the cat, but that'd be even worse. But, so but no, I wouldn't waste it on the cat. In the fair to good, then, I'd say I'd say fair. I'd say fair. Okay, you're a tough man to please. All yes. right. So, um, do we have a something to dump in? We need a dump bucket or glass. All right, there we go. <laughs> Where do you want to go next? All right. So the next one is the next highest alcohol content. I learned my lesson uh, in one uh, podcast where I believe it was the um, the uh, Kentucky bourbon stout from Founders, which we tried first, and then everything else had no taste. And so I kind of, I think, in error, gave the other stouts that came after not so great of a, of a grade, and I regret that. And there will be a second chances stout coming up so this one is stone exo coveza imperial stout inspired by mexican hot chocolate stone brewing is famous for uh, a litany of words that all go together in no particular uh, sense on the back and i like to read some of them so the can is black uh, with uh, kind of a light blue lettering and green. There's the skull with the horns on it. Um, and I'll just give you a little bit on the back. This is a beloved stout. Well, well I'm glad they feel so great about themselves. That's good. Uh, when first introduced as a limited special collaboration release with San Diego homebrewer Chris Banker, after his recipe won our annual homebrew competition and Cerverse Service, I should have you say Service Sierra? No, Service Cerveceria. Service, thank you very much. I knew there was a reason we brought you along. <laughs> At, in Sergante, it was an instant hit, and from the beginning, clamoring for return. Let's see what's in it. Mexican hot chocolate, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, and a generous amount of our own in-house made chocolate. Let us try. tobacco you know um, when you first put your nose into it almost like a burnt chocolate too I'm smelling peppers what are you smelling I get peppers but not not too herbal like fresh peppers yeah. I've got a cold <laughs> I've got a cold <laughs> great well Joey smells phlegm all right but that's not don't that's not that's not stone brewing's fault no. yeah thanks Thanks, Joe. All right, Joey's not to be trusted. All right. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful, of, especially with the smell. Ah. All right, I'm, I'm going to try to wrap my mind around that. You? You know, I've I've had my share of Mexican chocolate, uh, especially hot chocolate, and that wouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind when I drink this thing. All right, uh, <laughs> what would? It, it does have a little bit of that pepper taste in there. And there's definitely some chocolate. I just wouldn't characterize it as like Mexican hot chocolate. Um, it is sweet um, and, and a little spicy. It's, well, I'm not a big fan of peppers, so that's yeah. kind of a strike, but 
I, I do have to say, I have not had a lot of luck with Stone Brewing. I have, I think two of the three worst grades we've given on the podcast are to Stone Brewing efforts. So this is actually kind of a welcome surprise, especially with the pepper component. <laughs> as, as you can hear Jorge coughing out in the background, um, it delivers what it promises. And it's, it's not bad. Peter? It, it has an enormous amount of complexity. There's lots going on. You've got the sweeter spices like your nutmeg and cinnamon and vanilla. You've got spice from the chili. There's chocolate. Um, it's, uh, I like that the, the, the pepper is there, but not overdone. I think at least it's definitely present. Um, there's you have to walk this fine line when you're formulating beers and you call out what you put in it because if they say oh, we put vanilla in it and it doesn't taste like vanilla then everyone immediately will, will dismiss it and they called out a lot of things that they put into this beer and i feel like i'm i'm tasting most of them joey well sometimes i have an issue with you know these brews that uh throw a lot of in the brew because i'm looking for a lot of variety and this one, I do get the, the chocolate. Um, I got a little bit of coffee, and then I think the pepper is in the is on the back end that kind of like kicked a little uh, sp spiciness. Um, I'm not sure how many of these I could have in one sitting because there's so much, <laughs> so much happening. Um, I think one, and then that might be that might do it for me. So excellent, very good, good, fair, poor cat. Uh, I'd say I don't want to say good because I want to have multiples if I'm going to say good. So I'll say I'll go with fair. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> right. I mean, Let's go with fair. <laughs> I, given I a am pleasantly surprised because of my previous history with this brewery. B, it's not the greatest taste necessarily in the world, but knowing what I'm getting, I'm not surprised by it, and so I'm prepared and it delivers so based on on what they're offering and what they're promising i don't know how i can give them anything less than a good and maybe even a very good because it's exactly i think they nailed it i think they nailed what they wanted to provide i don't get any nutmeg and cinnamon though out of this at all i don't get any kind of holiday flavors but i definitely get the pepper and i get a little bit of chocolate and it's balanced nicely it's definitely the best stone brewing beer that i've had so far uh, well, for me, I I can't say I would be purchasing this beer anytime soon. Um, I think it is very complex, maybe too complex for my palate, um, and so I would I would probably rate this as a fair. Beer? I'd say good to very good, and the only reason for my uh, my uh, equivocation is uh, it's just not my style of beer. So, yeah. fair fair enough. Yeah, no, I. This, I think this is a record day for the Stone Brewing uh, Company, uh, at least on the Stoutcast podcast, because we have not been kind previously. All right, the next one is the Founders Breakfast Stout. Now, if you've had the Kentucky Bourbon Stout, then you know what it feels like to be hit in the head with a frying pan that tastes like bourbon. It is overwhelming. This is 
as coffee lovers consummate beer, it says on the label, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, two types of coffee, an intense fresh roasted java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon colored head that goes forever. On the front is a small child uh, drinking some out of a spoon, out of a bowl. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. That's that's a bowl of oatmeal. No, I think it's actually the yeah. beer. I think you it's think so? oatmeal. The kids <laughs> eating the beer out of the bowl, huh? <laughs> All right, let's pour some. It is dark. So if you see a bottle with a small child uh, eating a <laughs> with a spoon in his mouth, uh, big head, lots of lots of foam. Sometimes that's a good sign. I like the color. Color's really good. I like the color. Color's really good. Definitely, though, the the coffee stands out in this one, um, and I think it's very drinkable. Uh, it says double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Uh, I, the one thing I love about it is that the oatmeal is not overly present. I'm not a big fan of the of the grainy sometimes i guess it depends on the oats whether you get that grainy uh, you know texture um, but i'm not getting any chocolate are you here i get like bit like baker's chocolate like bittersweet what else are you getting uh definitely that real smooth coffee nice real velvety body like it's doing all the things that i expect an oatmeal stout to do just that little bit of silkiness yeah. joey well, this is uh, this has got a lot. I think it. Uh, when I say it packs a punch, I mean you know it's not going to knock you on on you know your backside, but it's a lot of flavor in there. It's really full body. When I have an oatmeal stout, I want to feel like I'm having a good you know I'm probably opposite than most people, but but a good full body beer. Um, I feel I taste the chocolate, but you're right. It's not overpowering in in the oatmeal flavor. But it's it's full of uh, fl flavor. It's 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 a good filling beer. I'm gonna take one more sample. The coffee's definitely ever present. I'm just I'm not getting much of the rest of it. But it does the first. Well, the second ingredient is coffee. The first is double chocolate. And compared to like Young's double chocolate, I'm just not I'm just not picking picking that up. But still, it's it's I, I think it's. I think it's a good beer. Um, I'm not crazy about the aftertaste, which lingers a little bit. It's not crisp. I like. I don't like the extra hop lingering aftertaste. Somebody applauding in the background. They think it's great. <laughs> They're really it's fantastic. We got a birthday party behind us. We should give them some of these. Joey. Yeah, I uh, I kind of. Um, it's interesting that you got that aftertaste. I don't really have much of that aftertaste compared to uh, what we had earlier with Stone. It's very kind of just kind of just goes away it just kind of smooths out evens out I really uh, uh, I really like the flavor I like the uh, I, I do get the coffee I hit some coffee I feel there there's a lot of body going in there this is uh, this is a beer that I really uh, really enjoy excellent very good good fair poor wouldn't feed it to the cat oh this is I'd say this is very good mark this is very good all right Peter uh, I'd say very good as well. I mean, this is this is a revered stout in the in the country. This is uh, and and for good reason. I mean, I think it has nice flavors in balance. There's nothing that's sticking out, uh, despite you know calling out chocolate and coffee. I think everything's very harmonious. And like I said, I really love the the body and the texture of the beer. 
just because it's revered doesn't mean we can't unrevere that and yeah. like that. Right. And finally, Jorge? Uh, I would have to agree with the group. Uh, this this is a beer that I could easily drink, you know, uh, in the evening. I enjoy the, the coffee flavor. It's not overpowering. Um, and it's, uh, it's very drinkable. Um, so I would rate this as very good. At, at your age, you're still going to probably only drink one because it is 8.3% alcohol. All right. Sounds good. All right. Last up of the uh, foreign invaders is the Brooklyn Brewery Black Chocolate Stout. Wow. That was yeah, really good. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Raising your hand afterwards <laughs> yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> All right, here we go. Again, that's good and dark. And, and Peter, just as we're pouring it, the the darker it is, is an indication of what exactly? Well, all the color is going to come from uh, specialty malt, uh, and that could be a roasted barley. It can be a roasted uh, malt. Uh, there's malts called chocolate malt because they throw chocolate flavor. So it's just up to the brewer. Uh, how much of those they put in for how intense of a uh, color and intensive flavor they're going for for the particular style of stout. And it doesn't take it doesn't take much. I mean, even 5% of a dark malt can turn a beer black. It just depends on what malt you're using and, and kind of the base style. But yeah, that's that's all going to be controlled by how they build their uh, their malt bill. Super amount of foam on this. I didn't pour it any differently than the other one. The label is black with Brooklyn Brewery and a B in white. Uh, the lettering is also gold on the front. 10% alcohol by volume, so share with friends or drink over a period of several days, uh, if you're me. Uh, this is the famous Brooklyn Black Chocolate Stout, descended from the Russian Imperial Stouts of 18th century, and Black Chocolate Stout has itself become a modern classic. Heralded the world over, a blend of six malts, Produces its dark chocolate aroma and flavor. There's nothing better to enjoy the rich desserts, fine cheeses, and roaring fireplaces. Joey, have you ever eaten a roaring fireplace? Can't say that I have. Just wondered. All right. Now, Jorge's already jumped uh, jumped the ship or jumped the shark or jumped the gun or jumped something. Uh, your first impression? My first impression is that this is an okay beer. Um, I... Uh, I'm not getting too much out of it. Uh, it's a little bit on the bitter side for me. Uh, I'm not tasting the, the chocolate as much. And I was expecting with, with what you described to have a little bit more of a pronounced chocolate flavor. Peter? Chocolate's not super intense, but for a 10% beer, it drinks pretty easy. Like, it's, there's nothing intensely viscous. It is a little bit bitter, but I think that's okay for a stout, for my stouts at least. But it's not, um, if you get these really strong beers, 10%, 11%, uh, oftentimes just the heat and the alcohol can slow you down. Um, there isn't much putting on the brakes for me, but it's not particularly intense in any direction either. So, Joey? Well, I kind of, you know, listening to Peter, I, I understand what uh, he's saying. It, it goes, it's, when it hits the palate, it's very, very light feels uh tastes a lot lighter than than i expected 
But then there's a little kick as it goes down on the back end. Don't really taste a lot of the chocolate. It doesn't, to me, there's not a lot of complexity in, in this in this brew. But um, what I like again, the the color, the the, the scent. Um, what surprises me is that it doesn't hit you. Um, it doesn't hit you in the face when you uh, when you first take it down. It, it's definitely it's definitely an imperial, but compared to some of the other imperials we've had, it's nowhere near as bitter. It doesn't have some. There's been kind of a trend towards like more fruit in some of the imperials, and I don't really taste that here. But I also don't taste the chocolate. But that said. I think all of the all of the things that are in this combined, I think, make it pretty balanced and pretty smooth. And like Peter said, the the alcohol content. This is a strong beer, yeah. and it doesn't hit you over the head. I, uh, I I'd have to give it. I'd have to give it a very good. I think it's uh, that's a solid. I think that's a solid beer. But Horry's Horry's doubtful. <laughs> nah, I'd give it a a good. Um, it's just not my style, I guess. I'd go, I'd go very good, and you're, you're, you've hit on something with kind of the variety that we've had here. Just within the world of stout, there are so many different stouts and approaches to brewing stout. So uh, we say it with our, our customers here when they come in, they're like, "Oh, I don't like beer." I'm like, "Well, you haven't tried enough beers." Uh, you know, so even within one style of beer, there's so much variation from producer to producer, style to style, whether they're doing something new like Stone is doing with the Mexican chocolate stout or replicating something very old like Brooklyn is doing. So, Excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat. Uh, very good, yeah. All right, and finally. I don't, I don't get to give my rating? Wait, 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 did you not? I thought you already no, gave yours. I didn't all give right, my rating. All right, all right. I and, talked about it. All right, all right. Joey, finally. Uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat. No, I'll go with, uh, I'm going to go with, with, with good, with good, because it's just, I really, I like it, but uh, I had something here earlier today the, that I thought was better, and so I got to go take, give this a good. Okay, fair enough. And finally, this is the... Urban Roots. Smelling, smelling. It smells fruity to me. I mean, I, I got hit by a, a lot of fruit when I first put my nose in this thing. I'm with Jorge. I, it's, there is a uh, some some fruit in there that uh, that I'm catching the scent of early on. Getting like a strawberry jam out of it. I don't know if that's what was intended, but Peter's nodding. Good. Apparently, there is a lot of, of strawberry preserves. Uh, did you have you thought about purchasing from Mrs. Moffat's <laughs> um, kitchen where she makes <laughs> strawberry preserves? Because we can send you as much as you want. Not not yet, but we'll keep that in mind. I'll write that down for later. Fantastic. So you've heard like the first impressions. Defend yourself. Yeah. So this is an imperial stout. It is, uh, there's no coffee, there's no chocolate, there's no spices. This beer is, uh, like I said earlier, it's our base beer that we're putting into bourbon barrels for aging. Uh, it's 13%, so it's definitely on the higher side. Um, and it, we, the way that we produce it, 
just the sheer amount of alcohol is going to kick off those really intensely fruity flavors. Um, and we do add some caramelized malt to it as well. And uh, adding the caramelized malt is going to help dial up kind of those fruity characters as well. So, but keep in mind, this beer is probably two months old at this point. Uh, and it's going to be, by the time we release it, it'll be somewhere between 12 and 18 months old. And what's the percentage when it gets done? It picks up a little bit from the bourbon barrels. And then, uh, you know, I don't know how much of that is what's what's still in the staves from the bourbon barrels and how much is angel share and evaporation. Uh, but when it's done, it's probably coming in around 13 and a half, 14. So it's boozy, but it hasn't come out of... It hasn't been in a barrel yet, so where's the booze coming from? It's the, it's a 13% beer. There's just tons of alcohol, and uh, when the beers are young, it's one of the reasons why these really higher alcohol beers are meant to be kept or stored, uh, is that mellows out over time. And even with two months of age on this, it's still pretty alcoholic. Very alcoholic. Now, what is the, now, but what's making the alcohol? What's making the boozy? Flavor. So when the yeast produce, when yeast is fermenting and it's making you know a, a five, six, seven percent ale, that's kind of in its wheelhouse. It's happy to do it there. It'll ferment very cleanly. And as you get higher up in alcohol, yeast start producing what are called fusel alcohols. And fusel alcohols are higher alcohols. It's what smells like alcohol. And this definitely has fusel alcohols in it. Fusel alcohol because it's put into things that have fuselages on them that go into space. This is really fantastic. I, I, I can't wait to see what it, or to, to taste it after it after it's gone through the process. But this is this is really good. Can I ask Peter a question? Yeah. So since this is so young, as it starts aging in the bourbon barrels a little longer, uh, will some of the jamminess and some of that that fruit that I'm smelling right now mellow out and and some of the bourbon? stand out more is that is that what we'll, you'd be going for yeah so uh bourbon and and the oak that it's in has uh really strong hints of vanilla and what's really cool about vanilla is it dials up chocolate flavors so it's going to pull out more chocolate from this beer uh like i said the alcohol the, the the heat will die down a bit and what's happening to any beer any beer or any wine for that matter that you put in barrel is macro oxygenation so there's bits of oxygen that's penetrating the wood and getting into the beer. And that it, it, that starts to oxidize compounds in the beer that in certain styles we'd call uh, undesirable. Like in a, in a pale ale, you don't want oxidized character, right? You want fresh beer character. In a beer like this though, if things start going a little more toffee, a little more sherry, uh, maybe even like dipping into soy sauce a little bit, those like kind of umami, toffee, caramelized, reduced flavors uh, can play really, really well in a big beer like this. Joey? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's, you know, Jorge's probably got a different, uh, better nose than I do, but it's very syrupy yeah. is what I get from it. And then the syrupy, I mean, again, you know, just it's, and that's what I enjoy of it, with it. It's very smooth. It's it's very good. This is this is very good. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, to, to have a taste of it once it's all out and finished and, and whatnot. So, so what's the plan with the release and all and all that going forward? 
Uh, it'll just be, we keep, we keep tasting it. We actually tasted it at a barrel today just to see how it was uh, progressing. Um, like I said, the sweet spot for me is somewhere between 12 and 16 months. And if it's 16 months, then we package it. We might let it sit in bottle for a month before we release it. So these beers take a lot of time and a lot of uh, attention uh, for, for not a very large batch compared to kind of, you know, our normal lager and pale ale production. How big is the batch? And I mean, this is really good now. Why not release it now? Or why, why not release it now? We do, we do some of that. Um, so part of like this, you mentioned like syrupy, a little sweet. We have the beer have some residual sugar in it before it goes into barrel because uh, the, the bourbon and the oak flavor will thin beers out. So if the beer is too dry and doesn't have sweetness and goes into the barrel, it can come out tasting incredibly thin and watery. And so this one is a bit sweeter than something I would put out fresh, is why this didn't see the light of day fresh. So we do have another beer that we're brewing, uh, we'll be brewing in a couple weeks, that we'll be releasing in February, which is another Imperial Stout, but it'll be designed to be released fresh. So it'll finish a little drier than this. The alcohol will be a little bit lower. Um, it's, it's designed to be brewed and served rather than brewed and kept. Can I make a request that you release this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we just added some more tanks to the brewery uh, just a couple weeks ago. So as, as we have a little more capacity, we'll have time to play around with some more boutique uh, big beers like this. All right. Well, I'm going to go first because I, uh, I'm in love with what I'm drinking right now. This is, uh, this is excellent. And um, it's, it's just the, the flavor, the balance. Uh, the aftertaste, it's really, it's really, really good. So if you make this better, then that's going to be awesome. If you make it worse, then I'm really not going to be happy. <laughs> so uh, right now at its stage, I know it's in, in its infancy, but um, it's going to be really interesting to find back. And we will be back in a year to find out find out what it, what it tastes like. You, sir, all right. Uh, for me, I, I really enjoy this beer. I would say this is a very good to excellent. Um, I think it's drinkable right now, as it is, um, and you know I was I was surprised that for an imperial stout, um, uh, the alcohol didn't come through as strong as I was expecting. I, I I think it's very drinkable as as it is right now, and so I'm curious to see how this continues to mature, and how much of that uh, oak and bourbon it starts to pick up, and and uh, some of those vanilla notes. I think this. This is only going to get better, so I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. And when's it coming out? It'll pro this one will probably be released December next year, maybe November. Joey, uh, that's a long wait. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. That's a long wait. And if it's uh, if it gets better, I mean, I guess it'd be well worth the wait because I think this is an excellent beer. Um, I you know I'll just say this. I mean, this is I, I love the the sweetness. I love the the. the I like the syrupiness of it, you know, of it, you know, it's just, it's just very, it's what I like, it's what I, why I drink stouts is because of a lot, a lot of that flavor, that sweetness, what I get, and it's not too bitter on the, on the back end, and it still tastes like beer, right, it's not like, you know, a sweet, like a chocolate drink, it's still, you still get that, that beer, but uh, I definitely give this an excellent, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, can't wait to give it a try when it, uh, when it really comes out, but uh, that's a long wait. <laughs> Uh, what's the distribution for Urban Roots? Uh, we're available throughout California through Lime Ventures, but we send a very limited amount of beer to them. Uh, they're, uh, they're a distributor that can hit any retail account in California. Uh, 90, 
90, 95% of what we produce is sold right here in the pub. Uh, we have a nice big restaurant and smokehouse, uh, and even our packaged beer bottles and cans, we sell nearly everything uh, in-house right here, right across the bar. All right, that's Peter Hoey. He's Joey Gonzalez. He's Jorio Segura, and I'm Bob Moffat, and this has been another episode of the Stoutcast podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you later.